This is a podcast by The Straits Times. If you haven't seen Kim Shin Wook's acrobatic winning goal in the Community Shield, you better check it out on YouTube or Facebook now. Shades of Peter Crouch. Honestly, it really is a thing of beauty. The goal was one of two the South Korean international strikers scored to help Lion City Sailors beat Albrecht Niigata in the season curtain raiser for the Singapore Premier League. Does that result prove this season's SPL title is headed their way again? Or is there something that could trip them up? Hi, my name is Azali Abdul Aziz from the Straits Times Sports Desk and with me on this episode of SC Sports Talk is my colleague Deepan Raj Ganesan as well as our special guest, former national defender by Haki Kaizan. Bai will give us his take on the upcoming SPL season and share a little bit about his role with the Football Association of Singapore, who he joined recently after hanging up his boots. So hello Bai and welcome to ST Sports Talk. Hey, hello guys. Thanks for having me. So let's get straight into it. Do you think uh, anything or anyone can stop uh, the Lion City Sailors from becoming SPL champions uh, in October, based on what you've seen so far? I mean, as everybody knows, you know, interesting signings throughout the pre-season period. I think it's only going to be challenging for other teams to actually compete with Lion City Sailors. I think they, they really set a benchmark for other teams to actually follow through. But um, I think in terms of performance on the pitch, the pressure is normal for them to actually accept that because they are expected to win with, with the kind of signings that they have. So I guess that, you know, with the recent uh, Community Shield, I think they showed uh, their true capabilities uh, with their recent signings and all. So I guess only better times for them. Yeah, you mentioned the, the Community Shield uh, deepened. Both of us were there at the stadium. It looked like Sailors didn't play at their best and they still won the game. You know, they still beat a team that, to me, played better than them. Uh, what do you think? Is there anything that can stop them from, from lifting the title? Yeah, I think uh, when you talk about the Lion City Sailors, I think with the amount of resources that they have, um, it would be incredible to to see that they wouldn't win the the, the SPL title. Uh, I think Elbrecht, obviously, you know, every year they can run the Sailors close. Uh, but with the signings that the Sailors have had this season, I'll be incredibly shocked uh, if any team other than the Sailors win it. Uh, of course, you can talk about your Haugang, your Tampines Rovers, uh, but do they have enough to last four rounds of the Singapore Premier League? I, I don't see I don't see that happening. So for me, I think the Sailors will uh, close to the title. That's what I believe will happen. Here's uh, something that could throw uh, a spanner in the works. Like, you know, the Sailors will have a short break from the SPL in the second half of April when they play Champions League games. Uh, do you think that will affect them? By can you share from your experience with you know Tampines just last season, uh, how playing so many tough games uh, in a short period of time, you know how badly it can affect uh, you know a, a local team like you know one in the Singapore Premier League. Well, um, when you play in this kind of uh, tournaments, especially like the Champions League as well. So this, how how you assemble the team at the start of the year will determine how how you will fare in the Champions League itself, and at the same time after Champions League. You know you can see even when we were there, uh, especially with with the format that. Uh, the, the, the format where we play uh, every two games. Uh, you can see other teams are, are switching around players and, you know, they, they, they have fresh players for every game. So, uh, I mean, this is where, this is where back then when I was in Tampines, well, again, like Deepan said, resources and how we assemble our team. I think that that's going to be a huge difference now. And compared to Sailors right now, I, I think look, by looking at them, it only makes sense now you can... They, they, they sign Izzwan Mahmoud uh, together with Hassan. Um, sometimes, you know, in a, in, a football, in a football world, people can say it doesn't make sense where both national goalkeepers in one team. But 
I can see their intention now. They are preparing for uh, the Champions League as well. And at the same time, post-Champions League, where you're going to come back into the league and playing four rounds. I mean, they 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 have planned pretty well, I can say. Yeah. So they, they definitely have uh, the strength in depth. Deepen, do you think that that strength in depth is enough, like Bai said, to negotiate those games in Buriram and afterwards, like Bai mentioned? Look, I think when you talk about afterwards, uh, that makes sense. I think when they come back into the Singapore Premier League, that will make sense. But whether it's enough for the Champions League depends on the expectations on, on the sailors. You know, are we expecting them to go to the Champions League and win games? Uh, I think for a first season, I think that's a tough task. Uh, I think whether they're going there to, you know, the I think what they should aim for uh, is a creditable performance, uh, which means, you know, to compete with the teams there uh, toe-to-toe. But in terms of depth, to answer your question, I think they will be okay uh, in the Champions League uh, and they will be okay when they come back because even in midfield, uh, you are talking about seven to eight players who can play in central midfield, you know, that they can rotate around. So I don't see it being a problem for them. Okay, Deepan, I'll stay with you here and ask you, you know, aside from Sailors and Albrex, who obviously uh, showed that they could play some good football even from the Community Shield game, uh, which one other team are you most excited to see this season and why? For me, it's got to be Haugang United. Uh, I think they've got a stellar, stellar signing uh, in Andre Moritz, uh, who's of course played with Crystal Palace and Bolton before, so comes with great pedigree. But I think what this sort of player can do for the squad is the people around the squad, they will realise, you know, we've got this calibre of a player. Uh, he might be only around for one or two seasons, so we've got to make the most out of it. Uh, and then you talk about their local signings, Amy Reka, I think he's a brilliant signing. Uh, Shawal Anwar, you know, he's coming to that part of the, or rather the stage of his career where he's got to, you know, really kick on and, and make an impact, a real impact in the league. So I think they've got a lot of these older players uh, meshed with some young gems like Lionel Tan, uh, a couple of players in midfield like Idraki who's coming up. So I think they've got a good balance in the squad. Uh, but again, I think they are also a team that will have AFC competition in the AFC Cup. Whether they can manage that is something that uh, we'll have to find out and see. But I do hope that they can go close to uh, fighting with Sailors and Albrechts this season. And, and by what about you? If you had to pick one team you think can exceed expectations, who do you think it could be? Could be Tanyong Paga, maybe you have a lot of former teammates there now as players and, and even coaches. Uh, you may know a thing or two we don't know. Huh? Um, Actually, Deepan, you're right, man. I was looking at Haugang as well. Looking at national players, I mean, I can we can say, we can totally agree that Lion City Sailors have the first tier players of the national team. And I think Haugang now ha- having having most of the second fringe players in the national team as well. I think that's going to be a good fight. Over the years, you know, I've always seen that during my playing days as well, I've always seen that uh, Haugang always assembled a, a pretty decent squad, you know, most of the time. But eventually, somehow, they just don't don't get to where where they actually want to be. You see, like like you mentioned, they have Emirika now, Zul Zulfami coming back from Thailand as well. So this time around, I expect them to push up a little, uh, a notch a little bit. Mention about Tanjung Paga. Well, I I have to I have to say that they are kind of like the spoilers of 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 all sometimes. But credit to them, they they work hard. I mean, they showed during the first uh, season when they enter SPL. They didn't win a single game. Uh, now they show that they are progressing. They are actually growing as a team as well. Uh, not bad signings. We can see Akari Abdullah as well coming back. You know, Kairu Lamri is, is still performing. You know, he's still scoring goals. I wish I wish them best of luck. But I think they they will they will perform decently this year. Uh, I think with Haugang, what's interesting is they've got a lot a lot of these players who are approaching the late twenties, early thirties, who have a lot to prove. Uh, one last time in the league and I'm talking about the likes of Sayul Suhaimi, Shafiq Ghani. We know what they can do. We have seen it before. 
uh, on a, on a grand stage. I mean, you're talking about the the Lions twelve time and even with the national team a few times. So I think they have got a lot to prove this season. And and I have got this sneaky feeling that the likes of Shafiq Ghani and Asael Suhaimi, Zulfami even uh, will come good and show you know their caliber this season. Okay, so by what 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 are your feelings? Uh, you know, overall ahead of the SPL season for 2022, is it uh, excitement? Is it intrigue? You're interested to know what's happening. You know, do you feel like you know we mentioned you know the sailors, foreigners, uh, Tadenarili at Alberex, and you know Deepen just mentioned even other clubs like um, you know Haugang signing Andre Moritz, can they lift the standards of the SPL again close to? You know how it was in the in the past, even when you were you were a youngster playing alongside some of the best foreigners in the league. As you can see now, these players, I mean, all the names that you mentioned, even Kim as well from Sailors, they are actually in their thirties right now. Well, I can say they they are at the last phase of their career, obviously. But the quality they showed, take example at uh, Kim's, you know, he scored two goals. He 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 really showed that his quality stays, you know, within him, in regardless of his age. Being as someone looking. Uh, watching the game from the outside, not not in the playing field anymore. Yes, I agree. I can say that there's there's a little bit of excitement going on. Um, being a staff of of administrator now, looking at things differently, maybe rather than being a player on the pitch. I hope teams like Haugang again. I mentioned Haugang. I, I expect them to go up a notch to actually be the title uh, chaser for Lion City Sailors. And at the same time, let's not forget Alberex. They played a wonderful game. I can I can see they are much more organised during that game. Unfortunate for the loss. A lot of one-twos. Very good understanding between themselves in the, in the penalty box. Very interesting. Well, looking forward to it. Uh, to me, I think when to, to answer your question, uh, we have seen in the past few seasons where uh, I, I personally feel that the foreigners haven't quite lived up to the mark. Uh, I think this season, I think it has gone up a notch, uh, or rather, I think it will go up a notch with the signings that we have seen. Uh, but again, it cannot be just one, two, or three clubs. It has to be across the league. I think across the league, all clubs have to take the initiative to find some of the best foreigners that can lift the standards of our local football league. Uh, but I personally think at uh, clubs like Ballester or even Tanjung Paga, I don't quite think the foreigners as a whole uh, are as good enough uh, compared to Sailors or your Haugang. Uh, but genuinely, as a football fan, as someone who covers the league, I am interested to see how it all pans out. I think we are going to see the quality go up uh, one or two notches this year. And and you know, when talking about some of the SPL or the S League's best foreign players of all time, uh, by you you played with some of them like Suti uh, at Tampines, uh, Tawan Sripan, even you know at, at Sembawang at, at the time, uh, and Brendan Santalab, who was your your teammate, I believe. Uh, what was it like being a teenager? And playing alongside all these big names, then um, you mentioned the name of uh, Brendan Satalap. Yeah, he we, we surprisingly we still keep in touch till today. Um, I remember the day that he came halfway through uh, in Gelang, and during that six month period, he almost got uh, the top scorer award. So I mean that shows, and and he took off his career beautifully. Played in played in Champions League matches as well. Almost won uh, the. Almost win the Champions League as well for for his Australian team. Um, talking about foreigners back then, yes, we have the likes of you know Billy Bone, you know Perez de Oliveira. I I'm I'm quite lucky. I can say I I'm pretty I appreciate those days. You know playing with the likes of even Tawan Sripan. Oh my gosh, uh, these are these are I can say they are magical foreigners. Okay, to me I felt fortunate um, and honestly to to start playing at, at 
early age of 18 to 19 years old, I actually used, used that opportunity to actually gain experience for myself, um, knowing that inside me, I, I have this personal goal of always wanting to play abroad. So I used that time, that opportunity uh, during that period of time to actually grow myself to be a better player playing with these players. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now back to our chat with former national team footballer and Lion Centurion by Haki Kaizan. What was your best memory? I mean, obviously, you, you said, you know, you played overseas, you played uh, in, in so many countries in the region. Locally, what was your standout memory in the S-League when you played here? No, Sazali, that, that feeling, you, you will never have a 100% answer to that. It's a 20-year routine, day in, day out. You, you do the same thing over and over again. I, I went through a period of, you know, let's say two months just after the season ends with Tampines Rovers. You know, every day I was thinking that, you know, when the, when the clock strikes 4, 4.30, I was preparing to go for training. But in reality, I know that <laughs> there's no training anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I went through some sort of uh, transit zone. But thank God everything went well, the support of my family and uh, talking about career. When I got back from Thailand, that was, that was the answer. That was, that was the snap of the twist, snap of a finger, you know, to tell that, okay, this is enough because this is what I've been telling myself that, you know, I am very lucky. I'm, I appreciate all these years playing, playing abroad without without realizing it. Ten years playing playing outside Singapore is, is is just you know it's just like 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 one hour or two you know. So I, I'm very thankful. I think now it's it's time for me to really step back and watch the game from far and you know help my peers to actually uh, grow in a way. All right, but I'm interested to find out actually. You know, do you have any regrets that you've had uh, during your playing career? You know, for example, uh, an S League title is something that you never quite got to achieve, or perhaps even the human level of. I remember we uh, us having a conversation, and you said that you know um, when you joined up with the national team for the World Cup qualifiers. You know, it was a few days after your your daughter was just born. You know, are these certain things that you look back on and you regret? You know, perhaps uh, I wish I could spend more time. You know, how do you view all this? No, I mean, coming back to my time traveling, traveling around, I mean, that's where I have to thank, to thank someone the most, which is my wife. You know, she understands it all. She, she really, you know, support me all the way. You know, whenever there's contracts, there's, there's uh, someone calling from overseas, they say, just go, I'll handle the kids. You know, these are things where it becomes a norm. It becomes second nature. So. You see, at the same time, it becomes a duty. You know, it becomes something which is, that you are so used to. And until I didn't quite realize that I left my five-day-old newborn, <laughs> you know, to join them in Saudi. And my wife was like, okay, it's okay. You just pack your bag and go help them. You know, that's that's the word, help them. That's the word that come, comes up from my wife, help them. You know, so this is, this. It, I think this thing has already built in me that I'm okay with anything. You know, the moment I, I put my foot out of the door, I know that things are settled back home. So that's that's where it gives me a kind of like, all right, things will be settled back home. Don't worry, let's go. You know? So those are the messages that that, that was running around uh, my head. And again, uh, brother, I, I I feel that I got no regrets in terms of... Maybe there, there is some... Uh, what happened in Saudi. I thought I should have taken that, that deal in Saudi Arabia, playing in the second division. But again, that was that was one of the contracts negotiation that I involved my family in. You know, other than that, the rest is all my wife 
give a give a go ahead. Uh, only that because of the uh, lodging problems and all, and it's quite a distance for my wife to actually come over. Uh, since it was only a four months contract, uh, but nevertheless, yes. Uh, after I rejected that offer, uh, I began my journey in Thailand, and. Just to share with you, I actually started my career in Thailand at 34 years old. Sometimes you kind of realize that, hey, here we are. Sometimes we we see players at 31, 32. They they kind of like you know slowing down. They start slowing down. But again, I realize that hey, I start playing in Thailand at 33, 34, and you can imagine eh, the 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 speed at Thai league. And again, I, I really enjoyed my time. I, if I can say, I got no regrets. Yes, I I really mean it. Okay, uh, by of course in your role with uh, FAS, your lead special projects. Uh, tell us more about your role. You know what does this involve? Okay, um, first things first. I need to actually, you know, thank Yazin, the general secretary. Um, we had this chat actually six months way way before uh, during my time in Tampines as well. Um, we were talking about you know playing after uh, after career uh, after playing career. Sorry. Uh, because I always question them, you know, why why players end up becoming coaches most of the time. Uh, you know, we had this we had this conversation a lot of time, and you know, I always give him some suggestions, like you know, maybe we, some players can go into marketing department or some players can go into other departments, you know, to learn the back end of the game. Um, we use examples like the the German national team setup. We we use examples like from the Netherlands uh, federation as well. If you can see the likes of Philip Koku, Patrick Kluivert, Mark Overmars, they are they are all all over the organization. You know, um, even now Oliver Bierhoff is the director of national teams uh, for for German national team. So this is this is one area that all of us keen to explore into, and this is where it intrigued me to to go into management and to learn, uh, you know, learning. The game from the other side of of the angle, and coming back to my role right now, actually, we uh, during my my discussion with uh, Yazin, there were some multiple roles that I will be involved with, as as an entry as a form of entry level into the organization. Um, these roles allow me to actually understand um, what's going on behind the curtain, and you know the the house and the do's and uh, and all that. Um, office matters and stuff like that. So, I, I'm I'm trying to to actually I'm trying to actually uh, learn as much as I can. Um, but they are telling me, you know, that just take your time. Okay, it's it's lead special projects. Uh, what what they mean by that is actually one of them is to be a mentor to the national team, to the national team department, which is to the senior boys, to the under twenty threes, to the women's. I will be joining them and travel with them as head of delegates as well uh, for their competitions. That's one. Uh, number two, I will be involved with uh, the discussions of uh, Unleash the Raw project. As we know that you know this word Unleash the Raw is is everywhere right now. Um, it's a, it's a new plan set up by the government. Uh, eventually, you know there's uh, it's about it's about going into uh, World Cup 2034, and I think it is something huge and. I tried to understand from a management perspective that you know where our where where our direction actually that we are trying to set. And today, you know, when I when I saw the master plan, it, it gave me some sort of, of of a confidence that football is going forward in a way. 
I'm really happy to actually get my hands on it to actually be part of the process as well. So I can tell from just the way you you answered that and the way you talk. Eh? Okay, maybe your your body maybe cannot play professionally already at this point of time, or maybe you do, don't want to put your body through that lah. But obviously, in your heart, you still have uh, a lot of feeling uh, for the local game. You know how important is it for you to you know give back and and you know what do you hope to achieve uh, in your role with FAS? You know, brother, if I can be if I can be straightforward to you, I mean this is. This is what I have in in my heart whenever I travel abroad. When I saw how how flourished the Thai league is, how organized the Malaysian league is. I mean, these leagues around around the region, it, it gives me some sort of a, of a little jealousy that I have in me. Um, that I always want to see my my own league, my own Singapore Premier League prosper. You know, so here I am coming back. You know, telling speaking to Yazin. You know, I I want to be I want to have a role to play. Like I've shared just now, I even left my five-day-old daughter. You know, that's that's the amount of energy, that's the amount of spirit that I I'm willing to channel into 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 this place, hoping that you know we we can we can drive football forward as a whole. Um, not only myself, to be honest, I think that we need more ex-players right now coming into the organization. We have a lot of footballing ideas coming in, into this building. You know, again, positive energy. I hope I can channel the right the the right thing to. To the staff here, maybe you know. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning their lingo. I'm still learning their language, and good, good days are coming. Yeah, let, let's let's all hope for that. All right, bye. Thanks for all your contributions and your sacrifices uh, to Singapore football as a player, and we wish you nothing but the best in your new role in the game. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. That was a podcast by the Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.